0: Good morning, everyone. Uh, the Bible reading this morning is from Psalm 1. Well, I'm not sure when am I going to put the dun- 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 in this one, but we're going to read the the Bible verse here. Blessed is the one who does not walk in step with the wicked, or stand in the way that sinners take, or sit in the company of mockers but whose delight is in the law of the Lord, and who meditates on his law day and night. That person is like a tree, planted by streams of water, which yields its fruit in season, and whose leaf does not wither. Whatever they do, prospers. Not so the wicked. They are like chaff, that the wind blows away. Therefore the wicked will not stand in the judgment, nor sinners in the assembly of the righteous. For the Lord watches over the way of the righteous, but the way of the wicked leads to destruction.
1: It's, uh, my name is Dave Shannon. Uh, if I haven't met you yet, uh, g'day. Uh, and if you're here for the first time, a special warm welcome. It's wonderful that you can be joining us uh, here this morning. Uh, please do keep your Bibles open, because uh, it's a really great way for you to follow along and make sure that what I'm saying, what Tim says as we get up here and others who get up here and preach, that uh, what we're saying is right. You see, we as Bible teachers aren't the authority. The scriptures are the authority. And so check, (laughs) check that what we're saying is is right. Um, So if you've got a Bible at home, uh, sitting on a shelf somewhere, bring it. Bring bring it next week uh, so that you can start following along. And if you don't have a Bible, we've got some Bibles at the back. I would love that to be a gift from us uh, to you. Well, we're beginning a new series uh, looking at the Psalms. There's 150, so that's three years, 150 Sundays worth of Psalms. I hope you're excited. No, it's not true. We're not going to spend that much time uh, in the Psalms, uh, rest assured. But it will be a whistle uh, stop tour through the book. Uh, But one of the Psalms we won't actually get to, and it's actually my favourite, I would have liked to have heard the Mr. Folletta version, is Psalm 119, 176 verses. Why were you getting in to do Psalm 1? Like I feel like that's full. Psalm Psalm 119, you guys would have been there. One song and you would have been done uh the bell would have gone anyway anyway uh what i love about psalm 119 it's all about god's word uh and we as god's people want to be shaped uh by god's word and so what i'm actually going to do for us as we work through this series i'm going to read a psalm uh one verse of of psalm 119 each time we meet so that we can be shaped by god's word and let it pray that we may uh, live in light of it Uh, here is psalm 119 Somewhere. Here it is, Psalm 119, verse 1. Blessed are those whose ways are blameless, who walk according to the law of the Lord. Let's pray. Loving Father, thank you for your word. Help us this morning and always to live and walk in line with your word. Help us to love and delight in it. Father, thank you that you've made it possible for us to live the blameless life through Jesus who gives us new life in his death and resurrection. And we pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Uh, Well, in verse 1, we see there that uh, we meet this blessed person, this blessed man, as as some translations have it. But let me ask you, what does it mean to live the blessed life? Now, you might even be thinking, what does blessed uh, even mean? Uh, Some translations have happy Happy uh, is the one, the happy life. But is happiness the right word? The world loves happiness, but is happiness the right word here? You see, the blessed life, it is the good life. It is the life to have, the best life someone could have. This is the blessed life. And so I did some research this week to discover what I could about the blessed life. And I went to the fount of endless knowledge Social media, uh, Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, and followed all the hashtag blessed uh, uh, of which there are millions, hundreds of millions of times where if you don't know what a hashtag is with a, with a word, basically people can kind of tag that word and so you can click on it and say, whoa, this has been used hundreds of millions of times. People are blessed. Anyway, here is what blessed is, here's what I learned about being blessed. Here is the blessed life. Uh, it's to have a brand new, shiny, fast, flashy car. It is to have that sweet carbon fibre bike that has the best running gear you can get. It's that extravagant holiday in exotic places, sipping cocktails with the umbrella. It's got to have the umbrella uh, sticking out. It's that ripped body after a sweaty workout. It's looking really stylish, uh, looking great. It's that perfect partner, that perfect relationship. It's the photo of that that family photo. It is blessed because all the children are looking at the camera, all smiling. It is the completed home renovation. Maybe it's that first coffee in the morning. Here is, according to social media, this is the blessed life. Now, when you scroll through and flick through uh, social media, you may be thinking, wow, look at that stuff. You might be thinking, wow, that truly is the blessed life. But then some of us might be thinking, that's not the blessed, is that the good life really? What are they hiding behind that camera angle? Well, this morning we're going to meet the truly blessed men. Uh, Psalm 1 uh, with Psalm 2, which we'll look at next week, uh, they form as an introduction for the book of the Psalms. They help us, they shape us to understand how to read the rest uh, of the Psalms. Uh, and, And in Psalm 1, what we see is that there are two ways to live. There is the blessed, the righteous, the prosperous life. And then there is the way of the wicked, which leads to destruction. But we begin with the blessed man and what he is not. You see, he is not attracted to the way of the wicked. You see, there is the attraction of the wicked. Have a look there uh, at verse 1. Blessed is the one who does not walk in step with the wicked, nor stand in the way that sinners take, nor sit in the company of mockers. You see, the blessed man does not do these things. And the emphasis is on the negative here. He doesn't walk. He doesn't stand. He doesn't sit. You see, these are like a a signpost to the life that leads to misery. And yet, there's an allure. There's an attraction to this way of life. Because why else would they be in the negative here? You see, we can be attracted to it. And the wicked, the the sinners, the mockers, these words can be used interchangeably and they they are throughout the Psalms, they're synonyms of of each other. But there there are some subtle differences to to the meaning of their words. words. You see, the wicked are those who are found guilty uh, of, uh, of a misdemeanor in, say, a court of law. While a sinner is one who hasn't just committed, say, one evil act, but every inclination, every thought of their heart is evil all the time. You see, you might describe the difference as someone who's been convicted of a, of a single theft, the wicked, as while the sinner is the career criminal. And then there is the mocker, who takes that even further, with not just a few misdemeanors or a life of wrongdoing, they actually mock, disdain those who seek to live righteously. They belittle, they undermine those who seek to live right. You see, the Proverbs are God's uh, uh, wisdom, and they teach us that, uh, that the mocker won't accept instruction or correction. They stir up anger and strife. They mock, they ridicule the righteous way of life. Have a look up on the screen for a picture uh, of the wicked. Uh, this is from verse 10. It says, in his arrogance, the wicked man hunts down the weak. Who are caught in the schemes he devises. He boasts about the cravings of his heart. He blesses the greedy and reviles the Lord. In his pride the wicked man does not seek him. In all his thoughts there is no room for God. You see, the life of the wicked, the sinner, it is in rebellion against God. They seek independence away from God. There is no room for God in their lives. Instead, they boast and, and they scheme of ways that they can push back against God's good order. But not so the blessed man, who doesn't walk nor stand or sit like them. And did you notice the progression in the, the, the verbs, the, the doing words here, uh, from, from walking to standing to sitting? You see, there is a a gradual decline, descent into evil. Well, one might first walk side by side with with the wicked, gaining their advice. And then they stop. They stand to listen more attentively. And then eventually they sit down, taking permanent residence among their company. You see, it's like the temptation of sin, where someone first tries it out. And over time becomes a bit more accustomed to it and eventually becomes this lifestyle, this this habit. You see, here's the way of the world. And it's alluring, tempting, it's attractive. You see, and their advice comes in all forms. It's actually the air we breathe. It's in the books we read, in the movies, the, the, uh, the TV shows, the YouTube uh, things we watch, we stream, we consume. It's the advice we get in the tea room, on a bike ride, at a cafe, where we're told, you know what, it's okay to sleep with your boyfriend or girlfriend. It's okay to seek wealth, to gain as much money as you can that is possible. To seek pleasure and stuff because these are the things that will fulfill us to seek revenge when we've been wronged, to gossip, to slander others behind their back because actually it makes us feel good when we put others down. Or, or it is to work so hard on your, on your appearance, on your, on your body image because what you wear and what you look like, well, that is what really matters. You see, here is the advice of the world the way of the wicked. Now, we may not feel it because it's the current in which we swim in. But there peer pre-pressure and and groupthink. and, And we can be mocked for not taking part in these things. You see, with our thinking, we can so easily float downstream with the current, be tempted to join in because it's everywhere. But not so the blessed one. You see, they struggle against the traffic, against the advice of the world, against the tide. And by doing, well, they are blessed. And see, this leads us to then marvel at the blessed one, who's not attracted to the way of the wicked instead. Verse 2, have a look there. Whose delight is in the law of the Lord, and who meditates on his law day and night. You see, the blessed one doesn't just not do those things. Uh, they delight in the law of the Lord, loves God's instruction, His word, and not just you know reading reading the Bible over your coffee in the morning. You know that thing, no Bible, no breakfast. Good things to do. Don't get don't get me wrong. Uh, but this one is who loves, delights to not only read God's word, but to do God's word, to do what it says. And they meditate on God's word, his law, day and night. Now, we can be a bit confused when it comes to the word meditate. Because uh, for some Eastern rela- religions, it's about emptying your mind to focus, to silence one's mind. Um... Um, it's not that. It is not that meaning. If you actually look at the dictionary, that is line one. And then the second uh, meaning is the complete opposite, actually. That's the, this is the view here. And that is to have serious thought on a particular subject. It is to ponder and to think hard on it. You see, for this blessed one here, it's to give serious thought to God's law. His instruction, God's word—it's not emptying one's mind, but to but to uh, to to live it out, to give careful and serious thought to it. And you see, they're doing it day and night. Now, while this is an idiom, an expression uh, for all the time—you know, morning, noon, and night—but it's more than just time. It's more than just a a temporal thing. You know, time related to the clock. You see all the time can refer to the good times and also to the bad times. You see, no matter what, this blessed one, when life is going well, they are delighting and loving and meditating on God's word. And yet when life is turned upside down and they're suffering and great hardship, they are also delighting and loving and meditating on God's word. You see, in these two verses, we see this stark, stark, stark contrasts Because the blessed life comes by not taking advice of questionable people, but instead taking advice, living in light of God's word, God's instruction. And we're given a beautiful picture here of what what this life looks like in verse 3. Have a look there at verse 3. That person is like a tree planted by streams of water, which yields its fruit in season and whose leaf does not wither whatever they do prospers you see the blessed life it's like a tree a prosperous fruitful tree which produces a bumper harvest year after year after year and did you notice this tree it's actually planted it's planted it's placed beside streams of water It's placed there because it's given all that it needs to have a a nourishing, life-giving, endless water source and can to yield this bumper, bountiful crop. Not only that, it is a supernatural thing because its leaves does not wither in winter. You see, here is the blessed life. Marvel at the blessed one who delights who meditate on God's word day and night always no matter what is happening in life they live the righteous prosperous life but not so the wicked you know this is the other way to live the righteous and the wicked and the contrast between these two is vast follow along have a look there from verse 4 not so the wicked They are like chaff, that the wind blows away. Therefore the wicked will not stand in the judgment, nor sinners in the assembly of the righteous. For the Lord watches over the way of the righteous, but the way of the wicked leads to destruction. You see, what a massive contrast between the luscious, fruitful tree and chaff. The dry, protecting casing for for grain that is blown away in the wind as the grain is taken out it is dead it is fruitless it is blown to nothing they will not stand in judgment now this can have two kind of understanding and i think it's both you see they will no longer stand in judgment over uh the righteous anymore they won't pass judgment Say, oh why aren't you doing that stuff come join us you live the foolish life you see, they'll no longer pass judgment on others, but also they will no longer stand, they will not stand on judgment day when Jesus will return in glory to judge the living and the dead. You see, they are not gathered with the righteous. They won't stand, their way leads to destruction. You see, we can look in the world around us and think, oh, this isn't what I see. It does look like the wicked prosper and, and the righteous suffer. Surely something's going gone amiss in the world. But have another look there at verse 6. Have a look there. For the Lord watches over. He knows the way of the righteous, but the way of the wicked lead to destruction. You see, the Lord watches. He knows the way of the righteous, of his people. He knows their ways. He sees their hearts and he will vindicate his people in the end and judge the wicked. But now what do we do with Psalm 1? Because there's a couple of mistakes that we can make. The first mistake is to think, gee, I'm this blessed person. Oh, I live the blessed life I don't walk or stand or sit uh, with the wicked. I always delight in God's word and meditate a day or night. And Thank God I'm not like the robbers or evildoers or adulterers of this age and certainly not the tax collectors. I fast, I give. But you see, the mistake here, just like Jesus said to the Pharisee in Luke 18, where I ripped this from, uh, who was confident in their own righteousness, compared to the, to the tax collector. But Jesus said of him then, uh, that those who exalt themselves will be humbled. You see, the other mistake is to try our hardest, to work really hard on seeking to love and delight in God's word, to work hard, to meditate day and night all the time, to try to, to live the blessed life as if I can earn my spot by working really, really hard to do these things. But you see, that is just moralism, as if my works can gain my spot, my favour, and seek to be righteous. You see, when we read Psalm 1, we should actually be driven to despair. Because we can't sing Psalm 1. Deep down, we are among the wicked. Uh, Psalm 1 actually exposes my sinful, wicked, evil heart. I don't always, at all times, delight, love to do God's word. You see, at my lowest, I, I think my way, not God's way, is best. And so if it's true for me, it, it surely is true for you too. Because you see, at our very core, we are among uh, the wicked, the sinners. And so to sing this psalm is to sing a death wish. It's to sing judgment on ourselves. Now we might be thinking, come on, I'm no murderer. But Jesus tells us if we hate or are angry with someone. I accidentally said hangry this morning and got a few uh, chuckles by that. But again, hangry, Uh, we are hungry, angry. Jesus tells us that we have committed murder in our hearts and face judgment, God's condemnation. You see, someone actually shows us that we are among the wicked and we should be driven to despair and left asking who is this man? Who is this blessed one? Because if we go back to the very beginning of the Bible, we see God created the world and created Adam and it was a beautiful, wonderful place. But they sought counsel from the wicked, from Satan. And every single person since has lived in the way of the wicked. It is in our blood and as time continued, God showed grace and mercy and love to his people, Israel. And, and even though he showed them great love and compassion again and again and again, they continued to rebel against him and reject God's good rule. Even King David, in, in whose Psalms uh, we will look at, who wrote many, many Psalms, uh, who spoke, sung of delighting in God's word, even David succumbs to the way of the wicked we'll see this in psalm 51 as as we come to it and so we can be left wondering who is this man who can sing this psalm and then of course enter jesus who who always lived that blessed life he never walked or stood or sat among the wicked Yes, he hung out with uh, tax collectors and, and prostitutes and tax collectors. Uh, yes, he, he spent time with them, but he didn't take their counsel. He didn't get tips on how to thrive as a tax collector or a prostitute. No, no, no. no. He, he, he didn't live like them. He shared the kingdom, the good news of salvation with them. You see, Jesus always delighted in God's word. And he's the only one who has ever done that. Who's always loved to do what God's instruction requires. You see, Jesus truly is the one true blessed man. The only one who never succumbed, yielded to sin, who never took dodgy human advice. But always lived in line with God's word. And you see, this is where the image of the tree, that that planted tree with Jesus comes in. And it's in a way that we actually wouldn't expect. I've got it up, up on the screen for 1 Peter. He himself bore our sins in his body on the tree, that we might die to sin and live to righteousness. By his wounds, you have been healed. You see, the Bible speaks clearly about the cross as being uh, that great place at Easter that we celebrate as Jesus being hung on a tree. And the Old Testament speaks about that as the one being cursed uh, by God. You see, Jesus, who knew no sin, always lived uh, in light of God's instruction. And he became the fruit-producing tree by taking the consequences of our sin, death, on himself. He bore our sin on, On himself, he took our death, our punishment for him, so that we could be forgiven and and have a relationship with God. You see, this is the the bountiful bountiful fruit of the tree, that we can find fruit, uh, life, in him. You see, Jesus speaks about his death on the cross, on, on the tree, as a moment when he would draw all people to himself. Because he is the only way in which we can be saved. You see, there's no other way for, for, uh, to not be found among the wicked. The only way is to find refuge in Jesus. You see, as we work our way through the Psalms, we need to understand that, that we can only sing these songs after finding refuge in Jesus. We need to recognize that we are among the wicked. But by marvelling at Jesus, the the truly blessed man who who, who died and rose to, to life, after we find refuge in him, once we put our faith and trust in him, we are welcomed into his family. And it's only then, at that point, that we can join singing these psalms with Jesus. You see, in Romans 8, we're told where. When we come to faith in Jesus, when we put our ref- find refuge in him, we'll be conformed into the image of his son. We'll be made to be more like Jesus. You see, what God's promising is that he will turn us into Psalm 1 people. You see, Jesus, he is the choir master. He is singing his songs, his psalms. And we can join him in singing these psalms with him only after we have found refuge in him through faith. The final thing to see in in Psalm 1 is that the blessed man's described as having or living the prosperous life. Have another look there at verse uh, 3. In all that he does, he prospers. Now, here's the radical thing. Jesus lived the truly prosperous life uh, here is the true pros- prosperity gospel now before you cast me out as a heretic I'm not talking about being healthy, wealthy and wise, that's not what I'm saying but Jesus lived uh, the prosperous the prosperity gospel by being strung up onto a cross he was rejected he suffered, he died you see Jesus suffered f- for our good to bring our salvation, to give us life, to give us hope Jesus did not stay dead but rose victorious and he will give us his resurrected life upon his return. You see, Jesus lived the prosperous, fruitful life by suffering, dying and being raised to glory. And we will do the same. We will suffer. We will be mocked. We may even die for our faith, but just like Jesus, we too will be raised in glory on that final day. You see, here is the true prosperity gospel. Jesus says in in Mark 8, whoever wants to be my disciple must deny themselves and take up their cross and follow me. You see, we follow in Jesus' footsteps to live the truly prosperous life, because when we do, we will live the blessed life. Our lives will not be lived in vain because the Lord, as we saw in verse 6, uh, the Lord watches over. He knows the way of his righteous ones. And he has promised that he will vindicate us, hold, uphold us, bring us to glory. Now, if you want to call yourself a believer and you don't yet know and trust uh, Jesus, gee, it's great to have you here with us. Um, let me encourage you to keep on investigating Jesus. Because here's the thing about someone. It's real. It's true. There really is just two ways to live. Jesus is the one true way to the blessed life. All other ways lead to destruction. You see, Jesus is the only one in whom we can find refuge in. The one who truly lived the blessed life. Can I encourage you to come along to Jesus Seriously this afternoon? It's an opportunity to ask, ask your questions, find out more about Jesus. And I think it's actually, Jesus is actually worth your time to investigate further. Because what's just been said in Psalm 1 is actually really challenging. So it's actually worth discovering more about it. Three o'clock, hear Jesus Seriously this afternoon. But maybe you're struggling in your walk with the Lord at the moment. Uh, Drifting away, walking in steps, standing uh, among the world around us. And, And I have done this at times. Let me encourage you to find your refuge in Jesus. The world offers so much. And it looks appealing. It looks tempting. It looks attractive, fulfilling even. But sadly, it will be blown away with the chaff. (sighs) They are empty promises. It is not lasting. You see, God knows what is best for us. And he tells us in his word. And while it might not feel like it, because the allure, the attraction of the world is seems so good, but God's word is true. He promised that he would send his Savior who died and rose and will judge in the end. And because we've seen that to be the case, we can trust that what he says is true. You see, we need to remember the true and lasting life that Jesus offers. And it's through him that we can truly live the blessed life. And so let me encourage you to take the time to read the scriptures. Ask God to help you to delight in his word. Join a Bible study. Confess, repent of your struggles. Uh, Find refuge in Jesus. Be encouraged of of God's love and forgiveness, of God's good way to live the blessed life. You see, Jesus lived the righteous, prosperous, blessed life. And he invites us to take and find our refuge in him and to live the the blessed life life with him and while the world will tell us what the hashtag blessed life looks like we can live the blessed life only by trusting in jesus by loving delighting in god's word and so do whatever you can to do those things prayerfully read the scriptures on on your own uh, in your family with friends in a bible study Let the scriptures shape your life and delight to do them. Join a Bible study if you haven't already. If you have, be committed. Uh, Go each week so that together you can delight in God's word together and keep each other accountable as you seek to put it into practice. Because here is the blessed life, delighting in the law of the Lord, meditating on it day and night. Here is the blessed life, the good life, the life to have, the best life you can have. Let's pray. Father, we do give you great thanks for Psalm 1 and that Jesus is the one true blessed man who can sing this psalm. We thank you so much that through his death and resurrection that that we too can find refuge in him, and that he is conforming us to be more and more like, uh, that you are making us to be more and more like Jesus, to be able to sing this song with Jesus. Father, please help us to do that. Help us to delight in your word, to meditate on it day and night, that we can live the truly blessed life. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.